1: from Studio 6B on a Monday. Getting a new week started. Glad you're a part of the show. As always, we'll do some sports with Slick Rick. Rick Amorati sitting right there. Rick Delgado's got the news. Aaron and Fran holding it down on a Monday night. I feel like I've been away for a long time, but it's only been a couple days. want to thank the guys for holding it down on Thursday and Friday. Dude, you were gone for five days. Five. Not five. Yes. I mean, Right? Because Monday, Monday
0: was a holiday.
1: What oh, is? Right? What's today? Today oh, is more. Monday. Oh, today's, today's Monday. Monday. Delgado. Ah. What are you talking about, Delgado? <laughs> I sound like you now. Go outside. I think the it's, parking it's Tuesday. Line, come back in. Start over again. <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> let, me, let me talk to uh, all. Rick first of all, how are you?
2: I'm doing fantastics. What's up, big Fantastics? Yeah, fantastic. We missed you.
1: Oh, thank you very much. I missed you as well. Yeah. Did you have a nice weekend? I did have a great weekend. Yes, I did. Okay, very good. Delgado, how are you? I am good now. Did you miss me as much as Slick Rick did? Of course we did. Oh, very good. Yes. Okay. How was your weekend? Uh, it was great. Oh, I forgot up. about our 1776 uh, flag there. Yes. Yeah. That looks great. It does look great. I love that. Uh, how was your weekend?
0: It was great up until Saturday.
1: Okay. And then it totally tagged. Well, the weekend kind of starts on Saturday. Yeah. So what part of the weekend was good if Saturday was <laughs> the, tanked?
0: The only part that was any good was going to see Duran Duran. Whoop. That was the only part of my entire weekend mm-hmm. that was any good. The rest. Seeing Duran Duran was he, the highlight. He, he yes.
2: woke up Saturday morning with the reflux. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I, I know <laughs> I've gone too far this time. But it was coming out the other end, <laughs> <north>. um No, <laughs> it was, was just—it
0: was just. You know what? I'm—I'm a, I'm a weather person, uh-huh. right? So if the weather is bad, it's oh. just—it's just depressing because I can't do anything. Okay. I'm an outside person. I like to be outside. I like to be doing things. And this weekend, it was all water, and not in a good way. Well, what would you have been doing?
1: Um, just curious.
0: I'd have been riding my bike. Uh-huh. I'd have been enjoying the the. Cooler, cooler air. I, I'd have been, I've been taking the dog out to go play. I'd, I, I'd have been doing some stuff around the house that needs to get done for the, as we transition into uh, the fall. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I just lost an entire weekend and it sucked. Boy, it certainly felt like fall a couple times today. Oof. I almost put yeah. the heat on.
0: Big today. time. It was so cold. But I went to go see Duran Duran, and uh, that was awesome. It was. Yeah, that was. They so were where great. did you see them? I saw them at Forest Hills in Queens.
1: Nice. Okay. Uh, which I've heard
0: is an interesting place to see concerts. It's, it's, a, it's, the old, it's the old tennis stadium that they used to do everything at. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's absolutely zero parking, so you got to take mass transit. Okay. Which is a bummer. All
1: right, very good. Um, well, let me, let me start the show by speaking to my friend Slick Rick, Rick Camerati, and, and most of all, my friend Aaron, um, <laughs> and any other Jets fans. If, if, um, if your quarterback sniffs the field... This coming Sunday, then Woody Harrelson should uh, not Woody Harrelson, Woody um, Allen, Woody Al- Woody Allen, <laughs> Woody, Buzz and Woody, whatever his name is, should walk down from his booth, fire the coach, and then walk back up to the booth and fire Joe Douglas oh, because
2: Woody, Woody Johnson,
1: yeah, thank you, Woody Johnson. He cannot take the field again in Week Four. No, right, Aaron, he has to go. He's he has dead. to go. He has to be traded, released, something, try to get something for him, and put in – I mean, call Slick and put him in. <laughs> Absolutely. He's got nothing to do. I'll do it. Yeah. Right. I'm it, here. Of I'll take Aaron Rodgers with a torn Achilles any day on the <laughs> Is field, he that broken. bad? He is awful. He's yeah, awful. Really? He's if awful. you saw the game any – any play Sunday was just absolutely awful. Your defense gave you a chance to actually win the game, yeah. but you have no possibility to win with that kid on. I don't know if they're just – they don't want to pull the trigger because it was – I mean, they made him the second overall pick and they're just embarrassed or what. He Probably has is. to go. He, You are never going anywhere no. with him at quarterback. He's got to go. Call Matt Ryan, call Tom Brady, call Slick. <laughs> call Mark Sanchez care. back. Call Even Mark him, Sanchez. The butt fumble. <laughs> call, call somebody. <laughs> call, call Dan Marino. I saw him on a commercial. He, can, he looks like he could still play. Yeah. He does. <laughs> he's got to go. They cannot put him out or salah has got to go. If he puts him on, he's got to be fired. They can't keep fighting for him. And Joe Douglas has to be fired. Because you're, the team's going to revolt. You're going to have a revolt in the locker room next week yep. against the Kansas City Patriots when you're down a hundred. You thought the Miami Dolphins was bad this weekend. Kansas City will drop a hundred <laughs> next yeah, weekend easily. Well, no, they won't. The Jets well, defense yeah, is good, yeah, yeah, but you know, but it'll be it'll be 37 to nothing or right. 21 nothing, and, and it'll be a revolt. You've scored 10 points in two weeks. Well, if it, 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 they're, they're they're only
0: good up until they can get a rest. If if you, they're constantly on the field, their goodness drops.
1: Well, uh, he's just you know? got he's got to go. He's got to go. Absolutely. So I wasn't here Friday. You guys did Nod's Makers. How'd you end up slick?
2: I didn't do too bad. I mean, I did uh, five and one in pro, uh, excuse me, four and one in pro. And then I, and then we had two pushes. Who was the one? Uh, the one was well, a good question. Uh, who was the one that? Oh, the Vikings lost. I can't believe they lost to the Chargers yeah, at home. Was they were so country. due. Aaron had that game. She was in on that. She had the Chargers. I got to yep. give her credit. Oh, She's, very
1: good. She sniffed that. Oh, I out. thought your one was—you know—who? I was joking there. No, that I didn't even a... touch
2: that game. Twelve and a half—the line was too big, and I knew they'd mail that game in too. Don't we have more important things to talk about? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> no, we
1: don't. I'm not not just trying to get caught up, but that's fine. <laughs> you want to talk about your Cowboys losing? That's fine. <laughs> all right. You
0: mean on. the disaster in the desert? Yeah. Let's talk about.
1: Let's talk about watch the Washington Post and a. ABC, two um, two entities that could not hate President Trump anymore if they tried. Yeah, could not go more out of their way to be misleading about him if they tried. And of course, all the hubbub today and over the weekend is just about those two, post ABC and their latest poll, which um, for Joe Biden, as we've been telling you, is a warning sign of upcoming disaster. I'll just run the numbers quickly for you 44% of Americans say they are financially worse off as a result of Joe Biden's presidency are you better off than you were four years ago we've been talking about it for two weeks on this show the answer is unequivocally for every single person who lives in this country all 331 million of them the answer is no they are not better off they are worse off 37% 37% approve of jobs uh, Biden's job performance. There's no way 37% approve. <laughs> 30% approve of Biden's economic record. There's no way it's 30%. 23% approve of Biden's handling of the border. 74% believe that Biden is too old to be president. 40% would blame a government shutdown on Biden as opposed to 33% who would blame the GOP in Congress. 62% of Democrats and Democrat-leaning independents, Trump can't win the independents, you know, wants Biden to step aside in favor of another candidate. These are terrible, terrible numbers. And as a matter of fact, they are so bad that their own poll has Trump up 10 <laughs> over Biden. The Washington Post ABC poll, yes, has Trump up 10 the, nationally. The Washington which is Post, hard to even believe. Yeah, now. Washington
0: Post ABC heavily democrat weighted poll. Keep that in mind. It's heavily democrat weighted. It's like it's like uh what is it? Uh 60-40 or 60 65-35 something like that. Even that, even that when it's weighted in that way, so you know the you know the real sentiment has got to be so much worse, than it is because we live it.
1: Yeah, the, the, even the approvals that they have in there for Biden on the thirty, uh, there's no way you could find thirty percent of people who are happy with the economy. There's no way you can find 30% of people who are happy when they look at their bills, they look at their bank account, they look at what they're spending at the grocery store, what they're spending at the gas pump. It's impossible to think you could find 30% that say, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not possible. No. It's not possible that even what was what the border, I don't have it in front of me now, the border numbers, um, 23% approve of Biden's handling of the border. No, they don't. No, they don't unless they live in uh, Beverly Hills and they don't know what's going on at the border. As we're coming across 11,000 people now a day encounters, the most we've ever seen It is an unmitigated, self-inflicted, purposeful disaster. One of the many things that Joe Biden should be impeached over. Yeah. There's no way some of these numbers, as bad as they are, in my estimation, can still be right. Yeah, you would think
0: it's, You would think again if you're going to be honest about it, and you know, use sources. Well, you know, talk to real people. I mean, a lot of these are just you know they'll call up people that they've <clears throat> that they can reach um, that are on their list, and that's it. That and you know, it's gonna it's gonna have a certain slant to it. It's always going to be. It's never going to give you a true indication. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, look, look into the weatherman to see what the weather's going to be. Just stick your head out the window. You're way better off because <laughs> chances are those guys are wrong half the time anyway. They are. <laughs> they are. You're right about that, Ricky.
1: Yeah. Biden's advisors have argued still that he's the strongest Democrat for 2024. And those who wish someone else share no consensus on whom maybe that should be with an 8% naming vice president Harris, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> 8% naming Bernie Sanders, 20% saying they prefer just anybody else. The post ABC poll shows Biden trailing Trump by 10 percentage points at this early stage in the election cycle. Although the sizable margin of Trump's lead in this survey is significantly at odds with other public polls that show the general election contest at virtual dead heat. Well, I mean, nationally, if you win by two or three points, that's a huge, I mean, so 10 is, 10 does seem like there's something about this that's, but you know, maybe they're just damn well accurate in this poll. Right. And, and again, you look at the job approval number is,
0: is what 20 points underwater, 20, 19 or 20 points underwater, 19 or 20. How do you how do you get better when you have no plan to do anything in terms of trying to stem the flow of immigration? As a matter of fact, you're just letting it ramp up even more, and then you continually sh- you shoo out uh, Wanda to the to the uh, to the podium every day to lie to everybody and says no, it's it's the most secure border, uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's because of him his leadership on the issue that, that that's why it's so under control. Of well, course, yeah, yes. they
1: took I told you they took this tack months ago. We're just going to go out because why don't else can they say what yeah. else can she say she can't talk to you about the economy she can't talk about prices she can't talk about the she can't talk about anything they could talk about the stock market if they wanted to but they don't seem to want to focus on that because <laughs> that, you know that's that's an odds at what you know the middle ground bo- bottom up middle out all this other crap <laughs> so they don't talk about that which is the only thing that's really been positive since he came into office everything else sucks oh, they can't talk about any of it so they just come out and lie about it but honestly there's you know you could look at this and everybody says oh well, it's an outlier it's this, you know you could look at it and go maybe this is the most honest poll we've seen cuz this is exactly what it should be. This is the kind of margins it should be head to head. If people wake up in this country that's exactly what it should be. It should be 10, it should be 15, 20. It should be a blowout of proportions we have never seen maybe Reagan Second time around. That's about all you could probably compare it to was what it should be based on what they're doing to the country and how people must be feeling. And the other thing is the momentum, I think, is starting to build. Not that the Republicans are going to win some of these places, but I think people in New York City are getting sick of Democrats in New York City. I think Democrats in some of these cities are getting sick of the Democrats running these cities. Democrats in New York should be getting sick of the governor of New York. Because life comes at these people way too fast. And they are so incompetent, it's undescribable. And I think people have had enough. All right, sports and news just getting started. Glad to be back on a Monday night. Glad you're a part of the show. Lots to do. Live from Studio 6B, we're back right after this. past the hour live from studio 6b on a monday getting the week started glad you're in it's off for a couple days myself uh slick rick's doing sports aaron and fran holding it down delgado's gonna do the news and i did not even promo because we haven't done one so long oh, what even is that Tonight's yes. special yeah. monday night edition of what even is that nice. coming up you're gonna want to hold, hold your horns for that one lol, there, LOL of the day coming up we're gonna have to what You're going to have to hold your horns for that one. Hold your horns for Mm -hmm. that one. Uh What is the uh, topic of your – what even is Um, that tonight?
2: Steering the conversation?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say –
0: Probably the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Oh, you're going to write. You didn't. What even
1: is that about me? Huh? Yes. That's nice. Exactly. Thank you, Delgado. <laughs> oh, that's
0: so all right. Nice. Very good.
1: We'll get to that at the top of the hour. You yeah. want to see how slimy the media are? <laughs> just how bold faced, slimy liars they all are. How devious they are. So here's this guy, Michael Wolf. You remember him? Michael Wolf wrote yeah. that book and uh, it's just, oh God, just makes you want to take a shower every time you see him. So, he got into some back and forth, I think. I don't know the whole backstory with Tucker Carlson about something. There was some allegations were made about Trump and Melania. Mm-hmm. She was having an affair on him or something. They weren't together. Their relationship was stinking, whatever, whatever. So he does this interview. And so the producers kept, obviously, or went back to the file, and they were able to get the his earpiece. So you can hear the audio from his earpiece. I just just... You just have to watch this. this is this is unbelievable. Throw my screen up here, Aaron. So here's Michael Wolf taking questions about this this um, charge that he put out there that the first lady was having an affair. You said during a TV interview just last month that you are absolutely sure that Donald Trump is currently having an affair while president behind the back of the first lady. And I'll repeat, you said you were absolutely oh, I, sure. Yeah, I can't. Just last week, however, you backflipped I, and said, I quote, I do not know if the president is having an affair. Do you owe the president and the first lady an apology, Mr. Wolf?
3: I, I can't hear you.
1: Oh. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Hello? Last month, you said you were absolutely sure that the president was having an affair.
4: I'm, I'm not, not getting I'm not sure. getting anything.
1: You're not hearing me, Mr. Wolf. No, I'm not getting
3: anything.
4: <laughs> he no. he
1: no. We hearing no, each other no. well just before.
3: I'm not getting. You're not
1: hearing me, Mr. Wolf. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Do you do you hear? I'm I'm not, I'm not hearing anything.
1: Mr. Wolf was hearing me before, but he's not hearing me. <laughs> I'm not hearing anything. So it looks like the is interview that, may be over.
0: Uh, I, Michael, I think I have to, to go now.
1: Fire and fury inside yeah. the Trump White House. Need to go get batteries now, and he is about to take off on a speaking tour. So I think. Yep, there he out. goes. <laughs> wow!
3: Wow! <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, wow!
0: Interesting. Uh huh. There you go. That's that's funny. Just uh, that's a little interesting. That's funny.
1: As slimy as you imagine these people to be, they're worse. They're worse. Uh, that's, that's, that's the best he can say. They're worse. So right, let's do some sports sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and my pillow. Use our code LFS six B couple days left to get those. Well, about a week, I guess, or so to get your, uh, if you're using our code, can send us those receipts. We'll get you out this shirt right here. Did not comply. Will not comply. Absolutely free. We caught up. I think we're pretty much on a couple, only a couple days left to get caught up. Totally on uh, getting orders out. So mm-hmm. if you do, send them to lfs6b at yahoo.com. Forward us your confirmation emails from MyPillow showing that you used our code, lfs6b at yahoo.com. So, Rick, what's going on in sports? All right, Big
2: D. Well, before we get to the uh, Monday Night Football and our picks with Erin and I, we did them before the show. Let's get to the Sheriff's PRCA Rodeo. Big D, over the weekend, San Bernardino, California. Rick's old uh, neighborhood. Sheriff's Rodeo Arena, Rick. All-around cowboy was brushed in Minton. Three. $3,008 on tie-down roping and steer wrestling. And also, we got bareback riding. The winner was Jacob Lees, 85 points on. Bridwell Pro Rodeo's Uncle Stinky, ooh, what a name, 5,100. Steer Wrestling, Stan Branco, 4.4 seconds. Team Roping, we got Derek Bigay and Colter Todd, 4.5 seconds. Saddle Bronck, we had a tie. Leon Fountain on Bridwell Pro Rodeo's Indian Country. And Statler Wright on Bridwell Rodeos Scarlet Lady 86 and a half point score there. Uh, uh, we got tie down roping tough case Cooper 8.7 seconds. Barrel racing Miley Bravo's 15.42 tenths. And last but not least, bull riding T.J. Gray 83 points on Bridwell Pro Rodeos. Big nasty Jacks. He picked up nineteen thousand five hundred ninety dollars. Not bad for a day's work. Total payout on this rodeo was uh, one hundred and forty-two thousand eight hundred eighty-three dollars. Let's get over to the scores. NFL football. Everybody loves football, right? We got to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles tonight down in Tampa taking on the Buccaneers. Uh, what is that? Raymond James Stadium, Big D. And right now, the Buccaneers trail the Eagles 10-3. to Jalen Hurst looks good. He's got about 160 yards in the first quarter, basically. It's about three, well, three and a half to go in the second right now. Aaron took the Eagles tonight. Uh, I took the Buccaneers plus five and a half. More, more wishful thinking for the Cowboys to catch them because I think that the uh, Buc- Eagles will probably run away. So uh, Aaron has the Eagles. I have the Buccaneers. Aaron, who'd you take in the second game?
3: I took the Bengals in the second game.
2: Okay, you got the Bengals, and I'm going to take the Bengals, too. That game's just underway, about three minutes in. No score there. We both have the Bengals. Aaron's got Philly, and uh, I have the Buccaneers. And right
1: now, on the year for the odds makers, we got to get an updated form, but I think Aaron's around 513 and 13 and you are what?
2: I'm 17 and 10, not bad. If it wasn't for college, I'd be doing really good. Okay, <laughs> you, and you
1: picked a couple extra games because Aaron wasn't here one of the nights that we did the odds maker. So 17 and 10, and Aaron is 13 and 13 Yeah. Yep. going into tonight. So now yep. we'll, we'll get on top of the records and we'll get a sheet uh, so we can keep track of who owes what what here in the odds makers. But Slick, you're off to a good start. And there's nothing wrong with 17 and 10. There's nothing no. wrong with 13 and 13, by the way.
2: No, it's not easy. Look at all the experts. Most of those guys are around 500, maybe a little bit north, maybe 600. So I'm happy with my percentage.
1: Yeah, very yeah. good so far.
2: I could run down some of the games if I can real quick. Go ahead. Okay. Well, over the weekend, we had a loss there. USC did not cover against Arizona State. They won 42 to 28, but that spread was 34 and a half. little too much. Alabama came back, looked good. They won 24 to 10 against a good old Miss team. I lost on that one. I took Ole Miss plus six and a half, but Aaron had that one right. Ohio State, the Buckeyes. Oh, that was one of the best games I've seen in some time, Big D. Tough game right down to the end, and the Buckeyes punched it in on the last play. Well, the next to last play. It was maybe his second left, and it was just an incredible score Boy, there.
1: Ryan Ryan Day fired up Ooh. about, uh, about uh, Lou Holtz. Well,
2: yeah, he was looking for Lou Holtz. Where's Lou? <laughs> Leave Paul Lou alone. <laughs> he he's was, great. Lou. He was coming for him. He was coming. But, yeah, they were <laughs> licking up in Notre Dame. They were fired up. They looked good. the fighting Irish, but they didn't have enough fight to the end, though. The Buckeyes punched it in. I'm a Buckeye fan since I'm a young kid. So uh, that was a good one. We had that one right. And then Dion got absolutely smoked. He got pumped Turned and primed in prime time. Yes, yeah, he got bombed. The good party's good over. Yeah, that was... They're going to get smoked again yeah. this week. <laughs> oh, man. The party oh, man. is
1: over in Colorado. Did, did, did
2: you see the coach for Oregon? He goes, we're playing for wins. They're just playing for clicks. Dion took exception to that comment. So that got a little rough there. Yeah. Um, and then... the the Army game was a push. Uh, they, they, Syracuse did end up winning that game, 29-16. Um, and the Notre Dame game was a push as well. NFL action, a couple of good games. Um, let's see, we had the uh, the Chiefs. Oh, they absolutely bombed the Bears. That was a uh, 41-10. Taylor Swift showed Whoa, up. Hey, oh, hey. I got
3: the full report on that. Let me tell you.
2: Oh, yeah, he's up in the booth. Oh, yep. baby, Kelsey, Kelsey, and uh, Seahawks with a good win. They defeated the Panthers, 37-27. Uh, the Pats. They, they, the Jets are. We talked about it earlier. Let's not get into it any bit more. Uh, but I had that one right. Erin had that one wrong. She's sticking with her Jets. I think now she's going to probably let them go. That, that plane's going to fly th- away. 15 to 10, the Pats won. Uh, how about the Dolphins? They put, hung up a 70-burger over, over the Broncos. 70 to 20. And I'll tell you, by the grace of Miami, they did not <laughs> try to tie the, uh, that record from 1940, the Chicago Bears NFL Championship game. They would have put up 73 burgers. It would have been an all-time tie of the NFL record. Sean, what
1: Sean Payton's thinking. And you know the fox studios seemed a lot more <laughs> a, a lot, lot more, more comfortable than this <laughs> that that looking back that's terrible
2: and last but not least the charges they took care of business they beat the vikings 28-24 boy the vikings but they they traded away dalvin cook and you now with cook went their season cuz they don't look too good talk at all. about
1: regression to the mean 11 and 1 in 12 1 score games last year the vikings went 11 and 1 this year, year. 0-3. Yep. Oh,
2: yep. Well, I think Dalvin Cook had a little dif- made a little difference there. Yep.
1: And that's a wrap. Big D. Back to All right. News with Delgado coming up. What even is that? Top of the hour. More sports with Slick. We'll get into some more news. Can President Trump be stopped? We'll talk about that coming up. Never. 30 minutes past the hour on a Monday night. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Make sure you follow us on all our social media, at LFS6B, pretty much everywhere at lfs6b show on instagram but at lfs6b pretty much everywhere else and of course the mothership live from studio6b.com make sure you sign up and be a member over there free shipping on all orders continues uh live from studio6b.com lol of the day joe biden wants you to know he's working with congress what for well I'll let him tell you roll it
3: So today, I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the P-I, anyway, it doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. I was going to get back to acronyms, and I'm going to, to stand not doing that. Are you- no.
0: He's re- he's really just packing it in at this he, point, right? <laughs> he is definitely not running.
2: I'm
3: telling
1: you, right here, that man is not running for office. Oh, he's goodness. out. Yeah, he, I still out. have him running. He's, he's, the, he's the choice, man. He's the choice. Look, <laughs> that, that is, is
2: the only thing is running is his pudding. That That is, is that, that yeah. is someone who is yeah. just Brandon. said. You know
0: what? He sees <laughs> <laughs> he sees the uh, he sees the end of the road, and he's he's trying to get there as quickly as time. <laughs> he sees the handwriting on the
3: yeah, That Biden really is stupid. Well, no, let's fire up the one uh, time. Who cares what let's we just call Just keep play. playing that. Same
1: thing. All right, let's try to catch this now. Don't miss the What's whole act.
3: Yeah. So today, I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the P.I. Anyway, it doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. Uh, I was going to get back to acronyms, yeah. and I'm going to i almost not not doing that.
1: Oh, man, I can't. <laughs> You would think that'd be right up his alley, too, if we call it the pie eye eye
0: It would just sound normal, like he's yeah. talking. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, exactly. He, not
0: a whole lot. He, he is so done. He's you a can tell. He that knows
1: is, it's over. Yeah, it's
0: like he knows he's it's over. Nah, he still raced. He's like, like God, ah, who cares he's he's
1: what we call it big. at this point? I still have him as the nominee. So <laughs> he's, Shit, like, he's, like the, uh, he's like the
0: uh, he's like the uh, he's like the, the the priest in Caddyshack. You know, when he starts drinking. He's like, ah, I'm just a man, just like you. <laughs> don't say that, Your Eminence.
1: I don't think the heavy stuff's to come for a while. All right, let's do some oh, news. Man. And here at the news is Rick Delgado. Oh, news, is to you by news is brought to you by the PIIII. What's going on? <laughs> hey, there?
0: we well, there's fury after Zelensky. Z- Z- ah, who cares who's angry at hey, Zelensky? Uh, and trust in Justin Trudeau, believe oh, it or not. That, that worked out well. That, that worked out good. You would think a background check might be in order. As Jewish advocacy groups have reacted with fury after Vladimir Zelensky and Justin Trudeau were among those who gave a veteran who fought... Uh, for Nazis during the Second World War, they gave him a standing ovation. <laughs> of course, uh, Yuroslav Hunka fought for the First Ukrainian Division, also known as the Waffen SS Galicia Division or the SS Fourteenth Waffen Division, a voluntary unit, voluntary that was under the command of the Nazis and fought against Russia. So you had the commies fighting the Nazis, and they welcomed and gave a standing ovation to the Nazis. Good to know. Hunka now 98, was welcomed by Canada's House of Commons during Zelensky's visit to Ottawa on Friday. And you would think, you know, one Nazi bringing another in. It's fine. He was invited by House Speaker Anthony Rota, who has since apologized for the blunder. It's thought that Trudeau and Zelensky were both unaware of Hunker's.
1: Come on, stop. The blunder. That's what I'm saying. The
0: blunder. This is this is, you cannot be unaware of someone's history You you just look them up and be like, All right, why are we honoring this guy? He's ninety eight, he, he fought oh, he, he fought the, the, the commies. wait, he fought the commies in World War Two. Weren't those Nazis fighting the com Yeah, that Yeah, you can't make that mistake. Zelensky raised his fist in acknowledgement as Hunka was saluted from the gallery during two separate standing ovations. The incident has been condemned by several Jewish advocacy organizations, reported Canada's largest privately owned television network, CTV. Um, So as you can imagine, there's a lot of... uh, Egg on the face of some of these guys today, though Justin Trudeau gave a gave a gave it a, a, a statement uh, after getting busted for honoring a Nazi, saying he thinks it's important uh, that all of us push back against, as he called it, Russian propaganda and Russian disinformation. You can't make this up. Um, <laughs> as Justin Trudeau tries to blame him inviting a Nazi and giving him a standing ovation on Russians, somehow I don't get it. I don't know if you do. Anyhow, uh, speaking of uh, well, speaking of stupid
1: people, want to hear the? Uh, you want to hear from this dummy? Sure. Oh yeah. Here's uh, which here's, one, Biden? Here's or? what he said. Oh, Trudeau.
0: Obviously, it's extremely upsetting that this happened. Uh, the speaker speaker has uh, acknowledged his mistake uh, and has apologized, uh, but this is something that is deeply embarrassing to the Parliament of Canada and, by extension, to all Canadians. I think particularly of Jewish MPs and all members of the Jewish community across the country who are celebrating, or commemorating Yom Kippur today, Uh, I think it's going to be really important that all of us push back against Russian propaganda, Russian disinformation and continue our steadfast and unequivocal support for Ukraine. as. Uh, we did last week with announcing uh, further measures to stand with Ukraine in uh, Russia's illegal war against it.
1: I mean, I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, the idea that this just happened and then no one had I and mean, there was no vetting. I mean, that, that's impossible to believe. Yeah, it's impossible to believe because it's not
0: possible. They knew exactly. They just didn't think they'd get caught. And it's funny that the first first sentence out of his mouth is the speaker has apologized. He's blaming the other guy. Meanwhile, he's kind of in charge. You know, he he's going to be showing up someplace. You would think his Secret Service protection, whatever they're called, would be like, all right, who's going to be there? Who's he going to be encountering? We need to have backgrounds on all these people. And someone there would have been like, hey, you know what? You're going to be hanging out around with a Nazi. Do you really want to do this? Um, all these guys, the yeah. stuff
1: that happens on their watch, they have no, uh, no, you know.
0: I didn't know about this until the yeah, news. Oh,
1: geez. So pass the buck. But I, if it's you know something that's good, oh yeah, it's all me. It's just crazy.
0: Yeah. And again, to try and blame Russia, Russian disinformation and Russian propaganda for the propaganda he's trying to push out that I had no idea that this guy was a Nazi. Nah.
1: Yeah, move right. along. Nothing to see here.
0: According to the uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, has announced that House Republicans are going to have their first impeachment inquiry hearing uh, held this Thursday at 10 a.m. Damon, um, the hearing will uh, examine the value of the impeachment of an impeachment inquiry. It will present all evidence to date uncovered by the committee in its investigation into the family finances of the Bidens since January. House Committee uh, on Oversight and Accountability Judiciary in ways and means have uncovered an over- overwhelming amount of evidence showing President Joe Biden abused his public office for his family's financial gain. According to Comer's statement, thousands of pages of financial records, emails, texts, testimony from credible IRS whistleblowers, a transcribed interview with Biden family business associate uh, Devin Archer all revealed that Joe Biden allowed his family to sell him as the brand around the world to enrich the Biden family. Comer's statement said the Congress has a duty to open the impeachment inquiry into biden's alleged corruption and that americans demand and deserve answers transparency and accountability for his abuse of public office mm-hmm.
1: well especially given what's going on in new jersey i mean i mean bob menendez is joe biden you know junior basically it's <laughs> yeah, uh, just a much smaller scale than what True. biden did How is it any different realistically not is it any different other than it's just a smaller scale? A couple hundred thousand dollars and stuffed yeah. in the uh, yeah, the zeros. You know, is Joe Namath fur coat that he's got in the closet or whatever he stuffed <laughs> it in? Broadway Joe. And of course, he says now today he says, "Well, you know, I take all this money out of the bank because being from." Uh, even from Cuba, yeah. I'm, I'm worried Cuba. about the government. Whatever the hell he said, yeah. So, I mean- it's emergency money, just in case. Yes. Yeah, just in case confiscation comes along or something. <laughs> even
0: though he was born here, he wasn't even to, born in Cuba. Have to fleece the com- I mean, I mean, flee the country. <laughs> you, yeah.
1: you would think that'd be pretty easy to prove by bank statements, right? I mean, that's. I mean, this is not complicated stuff.
0: Yeah, especially since they have fingerprints on the gold bar from uh, one of these guys who, who they pinched, as well as one of the uh, people he was involved with. Uh, that was going to be my next story. So let me just jump to it. All eyes are on uh, New Jersey Governor Bob Murphy. If Menendez changes course and resigns unexpectedly, Um, According to this, New Jersey uh, Senator Bob Menendez and his wife are facing corruption and bribery charges that have led to amplified calls for the senior Democrat from New Jersey to resign from the Senate. Uh, Menendez. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Menendez, however, has remained defiant during a Monday morning press conference. He said he believes he will be exonerated and remain in Congress's upper chamber. However, if he were to unexpectedly resign, all eyes would be on New Jersey governor, uh, Democrat governor. Governor Phil Murphy. Now, keep in mind that he was uh, he was pinched and brought up on charges and got off um, basically in 2018 from bribery charges. Uh, so this isn't something that uh, something something that is new for Bob Menendez. Uh, federal prosecutors unsealed the charges against Menendez, who chairs the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. I guess he stepped down from that. Um, between, uh, between that and his wife, uh, who are both charged, including accusations he benefited from the government of Egypt, engaged in a corrupt scheme, along with Fred Daibis, a New Jersey real estate developer, Wale Hana, who runs a halal meat certification business in the state, and businessman Jose Ribe. So all three have been uh, picked up along with his wife, and, and like you said, you know between the between the Mercedes they found the gold bars they found the money and the gold bars I guess that had I think it was Hanna's uh, fingerprints on them. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he tries to slide his way out of I this. Mean, one. Well, I mean, you know,
1: we all, you know, <laughs> as Michael Grable says today. Who would believe that the man legislative, legislatively in charge of shaping the foreign policy of the most powerful nation on the planet happens to be a dirtbag political prostitute from New Jersey willing to sell his country's <laughs> interest in his own honor for cash, cars, and Egyptian gold bars? <laughs> well, none of us would be surprised. What a country. What a none country. of us would be surprised at all. And that, of course, is Menendez, this dirtbag from New Jersey, who's always been a dirtbag. Oh, yeah. And as, again, Michael Grable says, the man who, as consequence of that indictment, just temporarily resigned his chairmanship of the U.S. Senate Foreign Relations Committee, has now been a U.S. senator for 17 years. And for many of those years, he seems to have been patently taking brazen bribes to betray his oath of office and sell his honor, unless that is corruptly enriching himself by selling his senatorial power is part of the well and faithfully discharging your duties of the office that they all, you know, raise your right hand and say— upon which the citizens of new jersey have serially and wisely continued to elect him menendez is is one of a mere hundred men making law in the upper legislative house of the most important nation on earth as such he's one of the hundred men most important men on earth and yet he appears to be above the very laws that he makes maybe now until now this isn't Menendez's first Justice Department rodeo. Federal prosecutors indicted him in 2015 for taking a million or so worth of bribes uh, from some retinologists in Florida, which the Justice Department then boldly cl- bro- uh, boldly proclaimed Senator Robert Menendez and Solomon Melgan indicted for conspiracy bribery and honest services fraud. That indictment charged Menendez with, among other things, using his Senate power to help the Florida uh, retinologist loot a federal agency, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, which provides health care to over 100 million needy Americans. And you had, of course, a deadlocked jury in that trial.
0: Yeah. And and just a real quick uh, thing to add on to these latest uh, allegations.
1: Hold on to it because it's going to be too quick for real quick. We'll do it when we get back. More news live from Studio 6B right after this. Thirteen to the hour, live from Studio Six B on a Monday. You know the monthly mortgage payment for purchasers of existing homes. Existing homes, using the thirty-year average uh, mortgage rates, right now stands at twenty three hundred and nine dollars. You know what it was in twenty twenty? Nope. March of twenty twenty. Three years ago. Three and a half years ago. Nine seventy seven. What? Whoa. Nine hundred and seventy seven dollars is now twenty three hundred and nine dollars. Twenty three oh nine, as opposed to nine seventy seven, in just a little over three years. That's why mortgage rates can, and mortgage rates continue to go up. And we just found out, I think today, that the Same. lowest amount of inventory overturned in the real estate market this year. I think less than one percent of all homes being occupied and owned turned actually turned over. Mm-hmm. Lowest we've seen in
4: yeah,
0: I think I they think said, ever. I it's think tough. they said before World War Two. Wow.
2: And there's a lot more uh, realtors now than there were in, during that era. That's for sure.
1: And the market continues to just be frozen, obviously, because rates just continue to go up. Uh, all right, let's do some more news. So we, what were we talking about? Menendez. Oh, we were talking, we were about, talking Menendez. about Menendez. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I had a, a quick thing, that, uh, and I heard this on another network, that supposedly they had these charges on Menendez from last year, and they've been sitting on them. I guess maybe uh, in case of uh, bad news for Biden, break glass. Um, But yeah, they were also talking about how Menendez has also been a thorn in the side of of Biden and his plans. Uh, I guess uh, in certain types of legislation, he's kind of stood against him. So I guess this is their move to kind of take him out. And see if, uh, see if this works. And, of course, it's dominated the, uh, the news cycle over the weekend, right? Nobody's talking about uh, the bumbling Biden. They're talking about Bob Menendez and his uh, cash-filled pockets.
1: Well, they should, be, they should be talking about both of them because one is related to the other. Again, this is just on a much more junior-level scale than what Hunter and Joe were partaking in, which was a massive worldwide scale yeah. of bribery. But it's not – I mean, maybe the details are different. But the overall, neither none of them have any honor, have any integrity, have any scruples, have any principles, and have so, so far have no accountability.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's basically the same crime, just different amounts of money. It says here, Menendez says, for 30 years, I've withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings accounts, which I've kept for emergencies, because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba, even though. He wasn't born in Cuba. His parents left. I think he was born here in 1954, from what I understand for for Bob Menendez. So uh, I've, uh, I'm really uh, I'm really uh, not buying his excuse there uh, in terms of keeping all that cash, plus you know gold bars and and the cash stuffed in envelopes, hidden in clothing closets, a safe. Um, you know. <laughs> and maybe of course, he
1: kept it in a Cuban cigar box. Right. That might be the relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do some more news. What else is going on? And we'll do some more sports as well. What else is going on in the news?
0: Uh, well, in terms of, and I'm trying to get away from the uh, the Menendez stuff. Um, witnesses testifying, uh, to the House Judiciary, uh, talking about the House Republicans, um, who are going to be, uh, of course, opening that inquiry this week. Um, mm-hmm. and I lost my story. Did, you see,
1: did you see uh, Matt Gates on with Maria Bartiromo? I heard they were sparring. Sunday morning Futures. I heard they were sparring. It was excellent. Was it? It was excellent, excellent, excellent. I thought both were excellent. People, of course, told me I was wrong, that only Gates was excellent. But Maria <laughs> Bartiromo made some very good points to the point of maybe her only good point, but she's a great interviewer. I mean, she's just a great interviewer. But uh, her point of basically, and it's, Not too dissimilar to what the points I was trying to make on this whole thing is we got to get to the shutdown. You have to get to the shutdown. We're still not there. And so once we're there, then it's hard to disagree with anything Gates says as far as, yes, we want 12 appropriations bills. We want to defund all the parts of government we don't want. We never should have waited this long. They never should have gone on vacation. We knew this date was coming. All of that stuff, can't argue any of it. It's just a matter of what was going to get us to the shutdown. And her point still to this day, and it still holds true until we get to October 1st, is you, you, when, when you have five of you being the hardliners right now, and not that we don't agree with almost everything you're being a hardliner for, you still have McCarthy who you're playing into his hands to turn around and go to Schumer. Okay, listen, we, no, we don't want this to shut down we've got the main street rhinos. We got enough votes there. You go get your votes. Let's just pass a clean CR. And then we've basically capitulated. That is still on the table. So when she says to him, you're still playing into Schumer's hands and people got all up in arms. She's not wrong that that possibility still exists. I don't know what the the chances are that that happens. Right. You can't trust McCarthy more than farther than you could throw him. So it always seems to exist that he could cut some slimy deal. And then what do the five do then? You know, we have to be realistic about the numbers we have. We just don't have the numbers to truly do what we want to do. So it's still about how you have to get to the shutdown. Then from there, it's a different story. Get your bills, decide what you're going to fund, decide what you're going to stand behind and not fund. And do you have the numbers to actually stand behind it? But at that point, you're shut down. So then, okay, let's go, game on.
0: But like you said, if he's just going to cross the cross the island, and grab what he needs from the other side, then, you know, uh, I, I I understand the hardball angle. It's like, look, if you do this, we're going to take you out. I mean, they'll just they'll just remove him from the speakers speakership. Does he want to play that game? Because because McCarthy strikes me as as the same type. of, as as all these speakers they love the position they 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 eat it up they believe that this is their this is their anointed ship this is something that they they are owed and for him to be taken out like that would probably be an embarrassment and you know it's it's because they're so narcissistic you know, and, and and so unsure of themselves as humans that they, they they strive for this. I need this public recognition. I need to hold the gavel. I'm the person. I'm the one in charge. You guys do what I say. Um, and then to be taken out like that, oof, oof. He's got to live with that. He's insecure enough as it is. And then he's got to live with being kicked out of the biggest chair he's ever held. I don't know. I, I th- there could be some play there. Maybe maybe that's the angle they're they're trying to work them. They say, "Look, do you really want this? Because if you want to go this way, l- l- let's dance. It'll be ugly. But at this point, you know, <laughs> everything is ugly. I mean, everything they're spending is grotesque. We don't have it. We're we're, we're billions, uh, trillions of dot thirty trillion dollars in debt, but we still keep sending money out to other countries. It's it's. It's the de- it, I don't know. It's the definition of insanity. You think
1: you're going to spend your way out of being broke? Here's um, a little bit from Bannon this morning.
4: Because they, they want to, remember McCarthy and his team don't want they don't they're not the lobbyists in the in the corporate interests. They don't care about a balanced budget. They're making plenty of money. They don't care about the future. They care about the now, the profitability now. That's what the money spent now. So, then they throw out a shiny toy. This is how little respect they have for you. They threw at the Shawnee Tour the impeachment. Oh, the MAGA people that breathe through their mouths support Trump so much and hate Biden so much. All we have to do is throw out an impeachment thing and they'll all run over there, impeachment, 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 and in fact, he goes on Maria Bartiroma and says, we can't shut down the federal government. The government can't shut down because of lack of funding because then we wouldn't be able to do impeachment. That was the classic Fox Murdoch, put the hook in the mouth of the people. And guess what? This audience said, dude, what are you talking about? Yes, we have to have the impeachment. Quite frankly, you haven't moved fast enough and you haven't moved seriously enough and you've wasted too much time, it's nine months. But that has nothing to do with this. This is the main thing. That That is very important and part of it. And we have to do it going forward. You didn't take the bait and that has been the drama. And then Gates came back and Gates went to basically the well, went to the house and gave that dramatic on the day they flew back in, gave that dramatic speech, and he said, you are not in compliance with the deal you made, and particularly about the spending. You're not, of course, J6 videos, but you're not in compliance on the central thing since you screwed us on this debt deal, that we're going to get our hands around the spending on the appropriations, single subject appropriations bill or regular order, however you want to call it. And he says, you're not in compliance, sir, and you're either going to get in compliance or we're going to get you out of here.
1: Yeah, there you go hour 2 what even is that coming up on a monday live from studio 6b studio 6b on a monday night september 25th 9 p.m on the east coast glad you're in slick rick's doing sports rick delgado's doing the news Aaron and friend holding it down as always still a lot to get to here in hour two molly hemingway has a piece today in the federalist polls show democrat campaign strategy of indicting political opponents has backfired horrifically so we'll get to that um can President Trump be stopped? John Leonard over at the American Thinker has some thoughts on that. We'll try to get to that as well. So we will have some more sports. Aaron and Fran holding it down. Of course, we'll get into some of your comments and emails. Make sure you send all your emails to lfs 6 at Yahoo.com. That's also where you forward your pillow receipts. LFS6B at Yahoo.com. I guess no matter how many times I say that, people still don't get it because I always get the things saying, well, where do I send the emails to? lfs 6 right. at Yahoo.com is the place to send them. Wednesday night, we'll be covering President Trump's speech, 8 p.m. He kicks it off. Right as we come on the air, we'll be uh, covering that speech. Of course, that's also the second debate. Uh, So a busy Wednesday night right here at 8 p.m. live from Studio 6B. We'll try to monitor what happens at the debate. We'll uh, obviously have the president's speech in Detroit to the auto workers uh, striking. So we'll cover that as well. Uh, So a busy Wednesday and then a busy Friday night as well for the network uh, i believe another event we're covering uh down in texas i believe Ooh. and harry on the highway will be there i think it's with charlie kirk and the and um amanda head will be anchoring uh i think we're gonna well i don't know what if we're gonna be or if she's anchoring i think we may be off on friday but we'll uh we'll figure out the rest of the week but right now uh wednesday night we will cover the president's speech right here on live from studio six B. so all right, let's do one of my new favorite segments. It feels like a new segment because we haven't done sure it, it in so long. Right here on the show. And that, of course, is Rick Delgado with What Even Is That?
0: All right. Well, thank you, Damon. And, yes, it's, it has been a little bit. I mean, first off, sorry for the extended delay. But as you know, the last three Fridays, as we've explained, has uh, been anything but normal. But mm. you could easily say that probably about – The last two weeks. I mean, when you consider during these last 14 days, not only have we honored those who have fallen on Mm 9-11, but we've also seen alien bodies from Peru debuted in Mexico, plus (laughs) a gigantic bull riding (laughs) shotgun (laughs) in a Ford down a highway. Yeah. Getting a ticket. Dodge, sure. Is that a Dodge Ram? <laughs> like, like I said, hold on to your horns, Damon. And, and of course, because you got to hold on to him for this. Your favorite senator in mine, the great state from the great state of Louisiana, John Kennedy. Yes, as he read oh. pornographic kids books oh, into oh, the record.
1: Oh, that was tough.
0: During Congress. Oof. And if that's not enough to make your head spin and, and kind of piss you off.
3: Well, I'm pissed off, Rick. How are you? (laughs) I'm
0: doing all right. Uh, Me too, Eric, by the way. And and then you would probably think that some of these moments, you know, uh, just seeing all those would be the craziest you'll ever see, right? And on Earth-66, you would be right, but not here. No, no, no. That's because in this location of the multi-universe, we actually have someone pissing off probably the nicest person world you could ever want to meet. Yes, you know him. You love him. He, he helps you get your best night's sleep. Yeah, we're talking about Mike Lindell. He's the pillow guy. Friend of the show, Mike Lindell. We've seen the commercials, right? Hello,
3: I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of My Pillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make My Pillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America.
0: Yeah, we buy his pillows. I mean, we know his story, right? A man who's battled his personal demons, given himself to God and has reemerged on the other side like so very few have ever been able to do then to top it off turned himself into a living breathing example of the American dream right he's a millionaire multi-millionaire Sure, a guy who's always seems to have a smile on his face his devotion to God for, for all to see of course and an unwavering love in his heart for his fellow Americans
3: looks like you've been sleeping well Megan he's back my pillow guy, and you're looking good. <laughs> Still feeling good. Well, yeah, feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, My Pillow 2.0. Sure.
0: Yeah, so much so that even when he does that, when he sneaks into your house and, <laughs> and jumps out of your medicine cabinet after you're about to jump on the toilet, nobody calls the police ever. Now no. Yet with I'm, all I'm, that great positive energy, somehow yep. there is someone who managed to piss off this guy. Really? Don't believe me. See and hear for yourself in this videotaped deposition for March regarding a Dominion voting oh. and dirtbag uh, Dominion Nazi Eric Coomer lawsuit against Mike Lindell. Check this out.
3: Don't sit and scold me already, Mister. I'll do I'll do whatever I have to do. So I don't you're not you're just a lawyer. You're an ambulance Chasing lawyer. So don't start with me. I got all day. I'll take as much time as you want. So let's go. <laughs> You're not my boss. You're just a lawyer, frivolous lawyer.
0: <laughs> and there he is. He's off, off and running. And when, when you see that and, and, it, and you realize it's Krumer and, and Dominion who are behind this nonsense, you can see why. But check this out as the ambulance chasing lawyer seems a little butthurt by the fact that Mike called him an ambulance chaser.
3: Why did you call me an ambulance chaser? <laughs> because <laughs> you attorney. are. This is a frivolous case. And if you're representing this guy and you've read this case, you are a disgusting lawyer. Period. There's my, that's, my, that's my right to say. You want to sue me too, Mr. Ambulance Chaser?
0: <laughs> so now up until that point, you could tell I Mike and up. the ambulance chaser are really getting along oh, well. Man. Yeah. But yeah. then the ambulance chaser decided, well, let me poke the
3: bear. On this case, the pillow guy.
0: Okay, and I'm not asking about the
3: lumpy pillow calls. Uh, No, they're not lumpy pillows. That's not what they call on. Okay? When you say lumpy pillows, now you're an (laughs) You got that? You're an (laughs) is what you are. No, he's (laughs) an He's an ambulance chasing (laughs) That's what you are. Lumpy pillows, kiss my (laughs) Put that in your book. (laughs) Seriously,
0: it It makes you wonder, like, what even is that? This guy is supposed to be a lawyer. But meanwhile, he attacks him personally. Well, as you can tell, Mike didn't take too kindly to the ambulance chaser, insulting his world-famous my pillows. I mean, it sounds like the ambulance chaser is probably a liberal who would be just as happy throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. Sure. But as you might expect, Mike stood tall. Like a superhero. So from this point forward, I nominate Mike Lindell as the newest, greatest American hero. Who
3: could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me.
0: Thank you, Ralph. For standing firm and fighting the hard fight and fighting for what's right, and that's what makes Mike Lindell a hero. And speaking of heroes, Damon. How about, the hero- oh. How about the heroics of that San Francisco homeless guy who go. decided he is go. not here going here to be go. a victim and do what some creepy 83-year-old Paul Pelosi wants him to do in the middle of the night just so he can be another notch on an ever-growing list of late-night oh. hookups for his 2 a.m. Naked Hammer Fight Club. Man. Like I said. Hold your <laughs> horns,
1: Damon.
3: Oh, 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 here we go again. Man. I got to get be... involved. Talk about using your head. Yeah.
1: Why well, oh, do I, I always oh, have man. to come into the end of these things? Back to <laughs> yeah. you. I'm actually, giving it back that, to you. I'm well, no, a... no, no you doing know doing what?
2: More... That that actually has a good look to you. <laughs> Shut up,
1: slick. <laughs> <laughs> what? I well, throw... no, I just I'm... I'm throwing it back to you. That was you had such a good ending there with Lindell. We didn't even have to go to the Naked Hammer Fight Club. Really. But you just cannot let it go, and then you yeah. can't let go Being getting me involved. But yeah. but
0: you love the segment, so I thought I'd make ah, it, I think uh, he's getting know. sick of your bull. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right, like, what even is that? You look pretty good in that picture. Yes, All you right. do. You're looking good. <laughs> and feeling good.
1: <laughs> you are good. All right, very good, Rick Delgado. What even is that? If you missed it and you want to see it again, it'll be on our Substack tonight, lfs6speed.substack.com. Make sure you go up and sign up absolutely free it's the first place they go and then of course they'll be at live from studio6beat.com as well uh you can check it out over there um did we do sports last segment slick no we didn't all right let's do some sports sports is brought to you by perfect timing the aforementioned mike lindell and my pillow, Sigrick, what's going on? All right, well, let's get your update on
2: Monday Night Football. Doubleheader going on right now. And speaking of the Horns, the Rams right now are up 6-3 to three over the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> nine minutes to go in the second there. Uh, I don't know, not looking good. And the Eagles, boy, they're looking really good. That was a bad pick. Good pick by Aaron. Uh, they're up 20-3 to three over the Buccaneers. Uh, nine minutes to go in the third. Not looking good at all for Tampa Bay. I thought they'd have a little bit more fight. But, you know, I guess they're the real deal. Jalen Hurts, 15 to 20, and Eighty yards one touchdown one pick Baker Mayfield and I should have realized Baker Mayfield where am I gonna am I in the world is he ever gonna beat Philly so that's what's going on in football let's get you updated to another rodeo this weekend how about this one the Omaha River City rodeo wrapped up in Omaha Nebraska at the CHI Health Center Omaha here we go all-around cowboy Daylon McIntyre $1,700 tie down roping and team roping bareback Cole Franks 85 and a half points on the survey brothers Chicken Blood, 36.66. Steer Wrestling, Cody Divas, three and a half seconds. I like that time there. Team Roping, Cooper White and Tucker White, 5.6 seconds. The White Brothers, $1,957. Saddle Bronc, we had a tie. Chase Brooks on the survey, Brothers Panther and Brody Crest on survey Championship Rodeos. Wyatt Earp, 84 points each. Tie Down Roping, Tom Cruise. No, not that, Tom Cruise. 8.6 seconds, though. Cruise spelled C-R-O-U-S-E. Barrel Racing, Wendy Johnson, 14 and 7 tenths. Excellent, excellent time. And Bull Riding, Clayton Sellers, 87 net points on Survey Championship Rodeos. Vitalics, Hard Knox, $4,100 total payout. Little Rodeo, $82,150 buckaroos. I Anyway, well, we're talking about steers and bulls. Man dies after being <laughs> gored by bull at Spanish festival. Not funny, Rick. Dylan Quinn of Breitbart here. Authorities in Spain have announced that a man has died from wounds he sustained after being gored by a bull at a festival on Saturday. The incident occurred in Pobla de Farnal in the Val- Valencia region. The man was gored in his side by a bull named Co cocinero uh, according to the reports. The man whose identity was not released died after arriving at a local hospital. Bulls are released into the streets and runners dash ahead of them in a tradition played out in more than 1,820 Spanish municipalities every year, according to a recent survey by animal rights groups Animal Naturalis and CAS International Reuters reports. Despite the outcry from dozens of animal rights activists, bull running festivals remain very popular and there's no sign of their popularity declining. So, yeah, not a good running with that bull there, Big D.
1: Well, and, no, 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 death is, uh, no, not no. good, not good.
2: No, yeah, A lot of fun people do, it's a big tourism thing, it's a must-do must, must do type of thing for some
0: people, not me. Yeah, but, but when uh, you line up, you're kind of you're going in thinking, hey, this may not end well. No, exactly. Right? You have to have that thought in your head, like, you uh, should I really be doing
1: this? Well, yeah, the 1,000-pound bull chasing you with his horns down, and yeah. you... You know, had a couple too many cheeseburgers for lunch, can't move that quickly, you you could be in trouble. Right.
0: Yep. He, even worse, if he's in a car, he can drive that much faster. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh,
2: that's, that's a, a rapid sports, <laughs> Big D. I'm going to turn it back point. to you with a minute and change.
1: That's a good point. All right, Slick so, Rick, we'll do some more sports. We'll do yes. some more news with Delgado when we get back. After this, we'll talk about, can Trump be stopped? John Leonard has some thoughts on that. And if he can be, what will it be? What could it be at this point? Because as he says... I've kind of gone from can Trump win to can Trump lose, question mark. And that may be the question that a lot of people are now asking themselves as they see these polls, they see some of these numbers, and they see the disaster that is the Biden administration continue to pick up disastrous steam like uh, rolling down a hill, and it's just no end to the disaster in sight. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we get back live from Studio 6B on a Monday. It's the hour live from Studio 6B. A couple emails and comments from the audience. Damon, you are still leaving out the Senate from Kyle. Uh, we'll take out the amendments in uh, the bill with the House. Matt is right all the way. Well, one has nothing to do with the other. We know the Senate's a disaster. We understand. We understand that when it gets to the Senate, that's that's never been part of the. That's never been part of the controlling how we get to the shutdown without McCarthy folding because he gets pissed off on. About five people who, and then he says, "Well, let me just go work with Schumer because whatever, we'll just pass a clean CR, and then it's pretty much over." Because that's the one thing you can never do is pass a clean, not even for one day can you pass a, pass a clean CR because at that point you've capitulated, which is what the what they normally do. So yes, I understand what you're saying about the Senate being a disaster under a marble mouth, but there's, that's not really there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, let me see what else here that's about it anything else in the chat slick rick you've seen
2: uh no not too much just a compliment on rick's uh what even is that a lot of people are happy to see that back again of course lumpy fillows. uh somebody <laughs> asked about what uh, american express is doing to mike lindell right with the uh de- the i guess they're defunding uh, with the bank or something i don't know they're playing some games with Oh,
1: that. lindell said this morning on bannon that uh, american express cut his and they've been working he says we've been working with american express for years on shipping and they they use a line of credit from them, I guess, to do some of their advertising. And all of a sudden, American Express went from he said a mil. I was kind of I was kind of surprised it was that low. A million dollars, they cut it to a hundred thousand wow. overnight for no reason. They cut 90%. it ninety percent. Well, uh, yeah, and of course they say no. He says no reason because there's no no good reason, but we know why. Everybody knows why. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, I mean, this is why. And, and again, we we love, we love appreciate when you use our code, but War Room's code is obviously one of the biggest ones. There's lots of codes out there. Jack yeah. Pasobic has a great one. Um, but the overall point is <clears throat> Mike Lindell needs the American people to step up. And that's why he's so appreciative and we are so appreciative of when you shop at Mike Lindell and direct to you is the way Mike's p- people survive, the company survives. Is for you continuing to support which you this audience has, this yeah. whole audience, Rav, every oh, yeah. show has. Uh, you know, and we we try to make it a little better because we're trying to give free stuff away with it for you to continue to support Lindell. And I don't know what other shows do, but uh, the point being that you know, this is the fight he's he's picked. And by the way, the more time goes by, the more time that his fight he has picked about election integrity has been right on the money. And the, to the personal expense that he has undertaken, to the business expense he has undertaken, uh, changing his whole business when COVID came in to make masks and things, then going after this election stuff, the money he has personally probably spent, these these things he does, these forums he puts on, whatever you think about them. I mean, you know, whether you get anything out of them or not, and whether you think some of the stuff is great or it's crazy or whatever, that's not the point. The point is, he believes in what he's doing for the betterment of the country, and uh, of all the people up that we're paying on Capitol Hill, you could count on one or two hands. I don't even know if you get to the second hand of the people who are really in it for the betterment of you. And what Lindell is doing, he believes in and has put his heart behind because he thinks it's for the betterment of the country, and he thinks without it we are in big trouble. If we can't have free and fair elections. So, and, and he's up against it from the big box stores from the big corporations to the big globalists, to now to the banks and the credit. And now all of that, they're, they're just, it's going to be, it's a nonstop assault. And the only way he can push back and survive is is to come directly to the people. Mm -hmm. And if we can be that voice, that in-between voice between him to us and us to you to continue to push you that's what we continue to do and that's what everybody continues to do uh because we can't let them win by sending Mike and My Pillow Pat I mean we just can't so
0: yeah so take your take your the money you would have spent on Bud Light and uh buy some from uh Mike Lindell
1: I mean I'm hoping that, <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that these you know as we head into now October November December into the holiday this last quarter of the year yeah I'm sure is where they Really, you know, make their survival for the rest of the year. Sure. So we, we want to make it. And so I'm trying to think of, I mean, we're doing the shirt of the month right now. But come November, I think, starting November 1st, I want to come up with some, I mean, just the best giveaway we could possibly come up with. I don't care how much merch we give away. If it, if it helps um, people spend more at Lindell's, uh, we're going to do it whatever it is. So I'm going to come up with the best option we can uh before November 1st and figure out what it's going to be for that 8-week run.
0: Maybe we 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 ship out a t-shirt and, and and Slick Rick is delivering it to them.
1: Well, maybe we no. start signing <laughs> uh, you know, I've had a lot of requests like for you to sign shirts when yeah, they go. Let's go as a bonus. Sign them up big D. So maybe we got to start doing some of that. I don't I know, we're that. going to come up with something that's going to be great. I hope. So, um all right, let's do some news, and here with the news is Rick Delgado. What's going on? All right.
0: Well, turns out things at the White House are getting a little—they're well, getting a little panicked. Of course, they saw the polls that we were talking about earlier, and now allies of President Biden are reportedly panicked over third-party candidates running for president. Say the White House is worried. Uh, according to NBC News. It's pretty uh, effing concerning. Someone reportedly uh, familiar with the discussions who remained anonymous told NBC News. The outlet described it as a creeping fear. The outlet reported that the president also met with former Secretary of State and failed 2016 Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton as well. Clinton pressed Biden to take the third-party threat seriously and come up with a way to compensate for it, one of the sources said. Uh, One of the sources reportedly said that biden was worried about it too that with the tight election every vote counts and an ally to the president told the outlet it is in the back of many people's brains absolutely do we have to be careful as we move out yes we do former obama aide uh david axelrod also warned democrats of a no labels threat now we've mentioned these people before they're called no labels of course that of is is a label, but what have you. Uh, this is going to sneak up on people, according to Axelrod, a CNN political commentator, said in July, I don't know why alarm bells aren't going off now, and they should be at the steady drumbeat from now until the election. The co-founder of No Labels, Joe Lieberman, attempted to ease doubts of the party, being a spoiler in August. He said the group would only launch a third-party bipartisan ballot if we think it has a realistic chance to win. Well... <laughs> <laughs> well, why the hell else would you run if you don't think you can win?
1: Good good strategy, Joe.
0: You know, what's amazing, too, is that uh, and this was something that I found out last week, David, and I shared. I'll share it with you now and see what your thoughts are, um, that there is a rumblings from people in the know that say RFK is looking at a as at, to run as an independent. And the Biden people are extremely unhappy with
1: that. I, I have not heard that. Where'd that come from?
0: Uh, it came from a person that I knew who knew a person. That's all I can say. Talked about it. First. Oh, so this share. is
1: not something that's been in the in the media. This no, is just no, something no. you personally came across. This is something I came across. Some I didn't
0: expect it from the person. They said, look, you didn't hear this from me, but I know someone who Has does he this. he raise
1: that kind of money, though? I mean, does he have that, that kind of... I mean, I think, not, you know, you're getting to the point now, as we get to the end of the year and you head towards Iowa, then money becomes an issue. You remember in 2020... I'll never forget Harry on the highway calling me when they were in, um, because we had the bus out there. We went from Iowa to New Hampshire, and then I think it was from New Hampshire as Biden was heading to South Carolina. I mean, they had no money left. The bus was broken down. They couldn't even fix it. And then, of course, they made it to South Carolina and Clyburn endorsed them. And Mm -hmm. and then it was, you know, c'est la vie and that was it. But they were in bad shape. So, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's, He's raised those kind of funds to be able to do that?
0: Well, Eric Clapton just raised $2 million for him over
1: the weekend. Well, that's nice, but that's not – I mean, that's going to
0: – But that just gives you an indicate. Plus, he's pulling what? About 20%? So they're a little nervous. And plus, the uh, the DNC is I'll blocking him. The, the <laughs> DNC is blocking him from campaigning anywhere Biden goes. So. <laughs> I could throw a monkey wrench in the thing real quick.
1: All right, more news coming up live from Studio 6B on a Monday night right after this. back. about our friends at birch gold vladimir putin called the u.s dollars drop in dominance objective and irreversible during a recent BRICS summit in south africa brazil russia india china south africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the u.s dollar that's the first shoe to fall some say as demand for the dollar weakens the buying power of the dollar weakens that's why birch gold group is busier than ever Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. So here's what you need to do. Text AMERICA to 989898. Just type AMERICA out on your mobile phone. Text it to 989898. That's the number to send it to. And you'll get a free information kit on gold. Birch Gold has thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews. You can trust Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currencies, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Text America right now, send it to 989898 to claim your free information kit on gold from our friends at Birch Gold. Did you know there's an organization that still backs Obamacare, gun control, and extreme transgender policies that endanger our kids? Well, they claim to be bipartisan, but last year, 95% of the donations went to Democrats, and of course, I'm talking about AARP. They do not represent the values of American seniors. Fortunately, there's a conservative conservative alternative. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, proudly champions Americans' right to free speech, religious liberty, and the Second Amendment. AMAC defends parents' rights to protect their children and is fighting to restore America's election integrity, with more than two million members nationwide. AMAC is pro faith, pro family, and pro freedom. Check them out right now. AMAC member, I encourage you to check it out. See what it see what it takes to become a member. And if, it, if it's so you're so inclined, join them today. Let's send AARP a strong message that they don't represent conservative seniors. Join AMAC today at amac.us forward slash studio 6B. That's amac.us forward slash studio 6B. All right, 32 past the hour live from Studio 6B. John Leonard has a piece today. and says, can Trump be stopped? And it's an important piece. It's on our social media. He says, looking at these Washington Post polls out this morning, the ABC Washington Post poll, I've got to admit that I'm having to fight the temptation of all of a sudden becoming extremely optimistic about the 2024 election. They say Trump is ahead of Biden by 10 points. We discussed this at the opening of the show. It's so embarrassing that the Washington Post had to pretend their own poll was an outlier. And of course, that was quickly, that talking point was quickly picked up by people like Anna Navarro, and that fake, phony, so-called conservative they have sitting on that set there, whatever her name is, on the end, uh, Farha, what a joke. Oh, you know, this is, I think, an outlier. It's your own damn poll, ABC Washington Post. So, I mean, how do you put the poll out and then point to it and go, "Well, I don't know, That's, <laughs> it seems like it could be an outlier, like there's something wrong with it. Oh, well, okay. We, we put this poll out, but don't read it because it's a pile of crap. The question is quickly turning from can Trump win to can Trump lose? Well, the answer to both questions for now is still sure. These days, fewer and fewer people like and respect Joe Biden. It'd be easier to feel sympathy for the president as he clearly appears to struggle with dementia if he had been a nicer person to his decline. But apparently Joe was corrupt long before he started losing his mind. When he isn't shaking hands with thin air, he's dodging off stage and snubbing the president of Brazil, forgetting to shake his hand, not knowing where to go every time he leaves the stage. There's even a smoking gun evidence in the form of a video where Biden is famously bragging about withholding a billion dollars of Ukrainian loan guarantees unless Viktor Shokin was immediately fired, which, of course, he was. In addition to all the money flowing into Biden bank accounts from Ukraine, millions and millions of dollars were also wired by Russian oligarchs, Chinese Communist Party officials, sleazy Romanians, and just about everyone else looking to buy influence. There have been an astonishing 170 different suspicious activity reports reported to the IRS about various Biden bank accounts. It's only a matter of time before some of that ocean of money extorted by Hunter Biden shows as flowing into one of Joe's back pockets. Joe must have been corrupt for decades, not only in more recent years since Hunter got old enough for his father to demand half his salary. He probably could not have afforded to buy the station quote unquote on his government salary alone. Now he owns two homes in Delaware including a beach house allegedly worth about 3 million. From where did all of this money come, question mark? How can Joe Biden own so much expensive real estate when he spends almost his entire adult life working for the federal government? Well, there are two factions in the Democrat media machine, more traditional nitwits like uh, Philip Bump from the Washington Post, who have gone into circle the wagons mode and claim there's no evidence of Biden corruption, despite the fact that the host of the podcast that Mr. Bump appeared on, uh he was being interviewed clearly cited incontrovertible evidence by quoting hunter biden himself once upon a time reporters at the washington post might have been able to take the attitude of if we don't report it it didn't happen but in the modern age of the internet that tactic only works on an increasingly smaller subset of the total population Cenk Ungar of the Young Turks represents the more radical faction of the media and insists it's time for Joe to, well, step aside. Cenk recently penned an opinion piece that said, you're going to lose to Trump. We're begging you to step down. Wow, indeed, Democrats are unused to dissent among the ranks, and that's exactly what we're starting to see. The House of Representatives has opened an impeachment inquiry, which means bank records for the many Biden shell companies will be subpoenaed. And eventually, the full extent of the family's corruption will be brought to light. If Biden had an R instead of D after his name, the corporate media would have already decimated him by now with hit piece after hit piece after hit piece, like they've recently tried on Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports. Instead, our demented liar-in-chief has circled the wagons and continues to insist that he will win re-election despite the strong headwind blowing in the total opposite direction. Now, there doesn't seem to be anything Biden can do to improve his situation. The ridiculous indictments sought by partisan prosecutors against President Trump have seemed to fail spectacularly. Trump is accused of taking privileged White House records to his home in mar lago But Trump, of course, had authority to declassify any records he wanted. And Joe Biden was discovered to have done worse by taking secret documents that he was never allowed to have had under any authority. Trump has also been accused of some sort of unpatriotic behavior for questioning the 2020 election results, but a quick search of the Internet can easily find videos of Democrats questioning election results for years. Of course, one should never assume that just because Biden seems to have no path to victory that Trump will win the next election. We should never underestimate the determination of people desperate for Trump to lose, no matter what the cost is, To our country, we have rapidly become a nation of two different systems of justice, one for Trump supporters and an absurdly different one, unfair one favoring Biden voters. A drunk liberal deliberately murdered a teenager with his car because he thought the teen was a Republican extremist, received a virtual slap on the wrist. A prison sentence of five years. He gets credit for a year of home confinement as well. By comparison, January 6th and Proud Boy leader Enrique Tarrio received a sentence of 22 years, despite the fact he wasn't even in Washington on January 6th, even though nobody died. Well, nobody died except poor Ashley Babbitt and a couple of other nobodies, but according to AP, Babbitt doesn't count for much because the Air Force veteran was allegedly a violent, adulterous psychopath Guilty of insurrection, or so they smeared. Tario had been arrested several days earlier, but prosecutors said the Proud Boys leader took credit for orchestrating the riot on January 6th that was enough for him to be booked and thrown in jail for 22 years. Trump has no chance of receiving a fair trial prior to the 2024 election. Any trier will be election interference and nothing more, nothing less. There's no chance he'll receive a fair trial in Washington D.C. officiated by judge Chutkin who has openly expressed her bias against the former president in the trials of other defendants but has yet to recuse herself if Trump is convicted in a sham trial and his case is appealed to the Supreme Court there will be tremendous pressure put on the three Trump appointed judges to recuse themselves just watch what happens if those ju- what happens if those justices recuse and the court then splits 3-3 A decision which means whatever ruling was made by the lower court remains in effect. That, in fact, is the one danger Trump faces. By virtually every measurable standard, Trump should win the White House in a 2024 landslide. However, the powers that cannot afford to let him compete fairly, they will hinder his campaign with multiple lawsuits as much as the courts will allow. The bench behind Biden is in deep. Kamala Harris is weak. Pete Buttigieg and Gavin Newsom are awful, much weaker than Biden. And that's really saying something. There is only one potential candidate on the Democratic side who might stand a reasonable chance of defeating Donald Trump if it was a fair election. And that, of course, as we all speculated, could be Michelle Obama. Even though she's never held an elected office, has no political skill, could potentially win as a novelty candidate, her husband was the first black POTUS, half black, and she could be the first black woman. Millions would probably vote for her due to name recognition alone. It is a disturbing, beyond disturbing thought. On the other hand, more people of color than ever seem to be supporting Trump in this election. The future of our nation literally depends on who we elect in 2024. I think the best point in that article of many, many, is the, and I said this, I don't want to, I would hate to have to leave our chances here in the hands of the Supreme Court. The recusal, I didn't even really think of until I read this. Yeah. Because they're they're asking Chutkin to, refu- to recuse herself and she's not. And I think that's an excellent point that if this was to, if they get the Chutkin thing to get a quick, get a guilty no matter what you have to do he will not get overturned on appeal in a dc uh next next court then it goes to the supreme court and then you'll see circle of wagons against exactly what they're fighting against right now which is recusal and if they were to get that this situation that he lays out is very possible yeah and that's a scary uh, thought
0: yeah uh, it, it is a scary thought not not one that i thought of but yeah I, I wouldn't see them recusing themselves be like now it's all good. We can be fair about this. Pretty, pretty open <laughs> and shut case. Yeah,
1: you give John Roberts a lot of credit.
0: Well, John Roberts—that's John Roberts. I'm talking about the other ones.
1: I understand that, but you—you do you, you don't think John Roberts is going to pressure them? Say oh, you guys should do. Yeah, yeah. You don't think? Think of pressure. What, doing him, to, try what is- to Clarence Thomas over these last? That's true. Yeah,
0: and has it worked? No. So I think I think they'll just tell uh what do you call it? What's his name? John Roberts to go pound sand. Go. Hmm.
1: Again, not where I want to place all of, my, um, all of my hope in these three who seem to seemingly wake up on one side of the bed and maybe side with the conservatives and then Amy Coney Barrett wakes up on the other and decides to side with the liberals. All right, more news and sports. We'll wrap it up right after this. the hour let's do some sports sports is brought to you by mike lindell we've spoken about a lot tonight of course make sure you support mike if you can go over to life uh, go over to mypillow.com slash lfs6b for all the best deals from the lfs6b audience and of course our code lfs6b at checkout saves you 10 to 60 percent off great stuff from lindell MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Slick Rick, what's going on?
2: All right, let's get you updated on Monday Night Football. Well, what do you know? The uh, Buccaneers finally scored a touchdown and a two point conversion. It's 25 to 11 with about nine minutes to go in the fourth. Pretty much all over with the crying Eagles looking really good tonight. Uh, and then over out in Cincinnati, the great state of Ohio, the Bengals right now just tied it up 6 6 with the Rams. At the half, Joey Burrow back in action tonight. Big day, not having a bad night. 15 of 30, but he's not really hitting the getting the completions. But he's got about 100 and plus, so he's not looking too bad tonight. So Bengals and Rams. Sounds like he's six.
1: mailing it in to me.
2: <laughs> I, I said you know. Listen, the guy's coming back a, a bad calf injury, as you know, and uh, I think he's going to be okay tonight. What is his numbers? Number uh, 17 of 31, uh, 144 yards. That's not a bad first half for a guy that has been injured. Stafford's 8 of 15, 106 yards. So he's thrown it 31 times in the first half? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no running lot. game there. <laughs> they're, they're not running the ball at all tonight. Uh, let's see. Let's get over to some, uh, well, a couple of stories. Very serious story. I don't know if you guys heard this one from early this morning. Steelers' plane makes emergency landing in Kansas City. The Pittsburgh Steelers' charter from plane from Las Vegas made an emergency landing in Kansas City, Missouri, early Monday morning. A Steelers' spokesperson posted on social media that everyone on the plane is safe and that the team is making necessary plans through arrive back in Pittsburgh later today. This is from earlier today, obviously. Multiple Pittsburgh media outlets reported that the plane landed at KCI Airport at 3.55 a.m. Central Time because of oil pressure failure in one of the engines. Fire trucks were at the scene inspecting the Airbus at A330-900 according to Pittsburgh CBS affiliate KDKA, which had a news crew aboard the plane. The Steelers were returning to Pittsburgh after the Sunday night 23-18 victory over the Raiders. Steelers veteran defensive lineman Cam Hayward quiped on social media platform X that the emergency landing was a result of a roughing the passer call on teammate Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, but however, flight was okay. They ended up you know, getting rerouted and, and, and flew back to Pittsburgh on a different plane. Uh, but Wow, that was a really uh, scary moment. Speaking of Kansas City, Taylor Swift shows up at Chiefs game <laughs> to root for Travis Kelsey amid dating. Room. I think that rumor might have started here on the show, Rick, uh, but poor boy of Breitbart. Pop sensation Taylor Swift appeared at Arrow Stadium on Sunday in full Kansas City Chiefs swag as she rooted for the home team amid Danny Rumors between her and Travis Kelsey. She sat next to the mom and uh, had a good old time. Boy, she was jumping up and down when uh, Travis uh, scored that touchdown. A lot of fun going on back and forth, Big D. We'll see where that goes. Probably nowhere. But they they were tooling around a little bit. Aaron was filling me in. There was a little more story there. They were tooling around in a really nice classic car after the game. So who knows? Yeah, riveting stories.
1: Everybody, everybody <laughs> thinks they're popular until you start spending some time with her. He's going to find out that he is a no one compared to what she has to deal with on a deal. Did you see what was going on at that stadium? Well, but, what, uh, was, uh, her in the suite, what was going on outside the suite? They had like arm ruckus. I, I mean, it was crazy how they had to try to get her out of there. I mean, really? yeah. you think you're popular until you <laughs> until you spend time <laughs> with her and you go, She's I don't think I'm really that popular. <laughs> I'd be
2: looking for a blank space if that was me, yeah, man. Yeah, because, sure, man, oh, oof, man. get
1: it. They said they say the viewership of Kansas City football games from now to the end of the year, as long as she's involved with him, oh, yeah. are going to be. I mean, they're going to bring a whole new audience of people who have no in- had no interest in football until <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, the great Tony Romo back when they, they were Jessica Simpson, there was a big rage there for a little bit that really shot up the ratings. And uh, yeah. she's a has been, and well, so is he. well, he's doing okay. He's making a quick seventeen million doing a three hour gig on a on a Sunday. Not bad. Anyway, Big D, that's a rapid sports. Back to you.
1: All right, slick so, Rick. Very good. Uh, Let. Let's do some news, and here with the news is Rick Delgado. What's going on? Real quick,
0: did you hear what uh, what Pat, Patrick Mahomes had to say after that as well after the game? He felt the pressure of having to make sure he got. Uh... Well, Aaron Andrews
1: said that too. <laughs> right. You wow. know the pressure that you had to get him a touchdown. He right. said, well, yeah, I heard she was coming to the game. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't met her yet. But uh... I
2: thought that was kind of. I tell you he, that Mahomes, he's great. I love that guy. What a great kid and <laughs> a <laughs> great player. I'm not he's, sure. He's the best. I mean,
1: she's she's pretty out there on the left side of town. I mean, she was she was ran actively ran against uh, Marsha blackburn in tennessee there's that famous somewhat famous video out there of her and her parents discussing yep. her wanting to come out mm-hmm. and say i mean obviously she's not a trump supporter she's not a uh she's way out there on the left side of town i mean i don't whatever you think of your music is fine but i mean i don't know that i get the. yeah i, I just don't know if i get the uh what is all the hubba about this girl right.
2: and she's pushing the vote.org uh yeah. nvrd get out to vote she's that's a yeah, big thing I mean, she's a spokesperson with that yeah Get out the vote. So we'll see. New president coming. Oh, boy.
1: Of course, the Jets came out with Ukraine flags on their hat yesterday, too. So, I mean, we all kind of know where all of these people, I mean, where they all kind of stand. Well, the team's a bomb, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Is right. Maybe they should go play there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. More
2: success. (laughs) Maybe they can find that missing (laughs) F-45. Or a quarterback, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: they're probably both missing. All right, what else is going on, Uh, Rick?
0: All right, Republicans unveiling the witness list for the first impeachment hearing that we talked about a little bit earlier tonight. Uh, Here are some of the names that they're featuring. They're going to be uh, featuring three witnesses, including George Washington University Law Professor Jonathan Turley, former Assistant Attorney General and U.S. uh, Department of Justice Tax Division Eileen O'Connor, and forensic accountant Bruce Dubinsky. Uh, have been announced so far for the committee that's gonna be uh, starting later this week. So we'll look forward to that and Jonathan see how early uh, huh yeah, it's interesting. Uh, be interested to see what they're asking him about. Um top Republican donors, believe it or not, are shopping for a candidate not named Donald Trump. Well, they had high hopes that Ron DeSantis would be their savior. That doesn't seem to be the case, according to this from Yahoo News, as big GOP donors uh, hoping for an alternative to Trump are now giving up, they say. Um, then it was Tim Scott who caught their eye, but more recently Nikki Haley has left them optimistic that they could avert their nightmare outcome, but increasingly it's becoming evident according <laughs> to this <laughs> <Come on. Stop. laughs> to, a, to a large so- segment of the donor class uh, that, they'll se- that their salvation is coming. and a lopsided primary, their money matters less than ever. And so, with many of these uber-wealthy donors are keeping their wallets closed. Trump's like 50 points ahead, one GOP uh, New York-based fundraiser said, granted an anonymity to speak freely about the state of play. He said, who wants to get involved and waste their money? The hesitation is to give the already, uh, is already having an impact on Republican super PACs, which are not bound by the limits of regulated political campaigns across all such Groups focused on GOP primary, uh, the presidential primary. Only 66 individual donors made contributions of 250000 or more. And that marks a 24% drop from this time in 2016 when the party last had a competitive primary. At this point in that cycle, 87 donors had given at least 250000 to one of their candidates, uh, according to the Super PAC. So, as you can see, things are... Uh, well, You know, they're looking at the landscape as well and figuring, you know what, maybe throwing this money isn't really going to do anything. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens with those big donors and and what they might end up doing. And uh, I don't know if you caught any of the uh, White House press briefing today, but reporters at the White House. What's the point?
1: (laughs) I mean, what's the point? Is there anything that comes out of that that's not a straight up just absolute fabrication? Is there?
0: I don't know. Well, yep. reporters are asking uh, about uh asking press secretary Karine Jean-Pierre over President oh, Biden's we, decision. Uh, me. His pardon. decision to march with the United Auto Workers on their picket line. Believe it or not. Who uh, Biden? Yeah. He's going to march with them, he announced. Reporters no, at Monday's no, he's not going
1: to march. He can press briefing to piled on press uh,
0: secretary Karin Javier over President wow. Biden's decision to join them on the pick and line Tuesday amid their strike against the big three car manufacturers. So, of course, during the briefing, uh, Jérôme Campier got increasingly frustrated and pushed back as multiple members of the media questioned why Biden would be picketing alongside the union members if the administration's position was to avoid getting involved in negotiations in the first
1: place. I I just I want to see that happen. (laughs) As always, we salute our military, active and active, police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us, everybody that keeps the country moving, all our truckers, all our farmers. Thanks to the guys on the show. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, though, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. We will see you tomorrow night on a Tuesday, 8 p.m. Real America's Voice right here live from Studio 6B. (laughs) We'll